Welcome to Culture News. We're here to discuss all the microcosms of life. You know, little bits of culture here and there. You got three hosts. There's me and my other two co-hosts. Come and enjoy with us. Listen in. Oh, goodness. Yes. Oh, we're recording. <laughs> we yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We live. So how you want to start this off, Mr. Ogando? I mean, I guess we could talk about the name since we were starting on that. Yeah. Culture nerds. Uh, I sort of took on the moniker and I'm passing it on to these two guys mm-hmm. uh, and well one guy and guy <laughs> thank you be, you know we're mm-hmm. inclusive out here mm-hmm. right um, but I guess culture nerd is the way that I define my curiosity for the world when you know every single aspect of life has these cultures like doctors have their own way of speaking their own jargon um, accountants do as well yeah. uh, mm-hmm. you know different types of artists talk about a lot of different types of things and when I find somebody who's really passionate about what they love I don't care what it's about I just love hearing about it like I love someone mm-hmm. being so impassioned about what they care about yeah. that it, it pulls you in mm-hmm. and you know, I think we all individually have access to so many different little cultures, like the video game culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a huge fan of anime, and I know a lot of people are going to hit me on this <laughs> if right. there are anime people who are listening, mm-hmm. but I'm a dub guy. I'm, I'm not a means. sub guy, and we will introduce you to that. Right. This is why it's we're familiar. here. <laughs> She's not familiar with it. Tell them why you're not familiar with it. Because I'm not a gamer. You talk about anime. Oh, I don't watch anime. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's a good but, I mean, I guess we'll start introducing the host that we have here. My name mm-hmm. is Joe. Um, I'm your first guy. I don't know. I got to come up with like a weird... Why you gotta like be second first? stage. Okay, no, I'm sorry. No, I'll be last. Oh, Can I be last? No, you don't. We'll cut it. Don't worry, we'll cut it. <laughs> no, replace your name. We'll cut it. <laughs> okay. So hi everyone. My name is Jadira. I also go by Jazzy. All right, and uh, I, my name is David, and I go by Mac. And if you don't know, you need to know. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> we got, it, we got experience over on that side. You know, Sam's right? already got like a name. <laughs> Catchphrase, <laughs> like, you know, I'm behind. The vlogging just does that. That's all. I've been vlogging for too long. So, how oh. long have you been vlogging? Uh, probably for like seven years. <gasps> yeah, but it's it's alright. <laughs> YouTube's a whole different animal, so it's like yeah, it is. Yeah, I I kind of quit after a while, so I vlog very very short. Like, hey, you get one every quarter of the year. <laughs> like that's that's pretty much it. Okay. During quarantine, I did a lot, but I stopped when. I started playing ball again. That's kind of what it was. I wanted to start a th- st- yeah. I wanted to start a series, just like my life in quarantine, and kind of mm-hmm. make it all dark and grim. But then after a while, I was like, I couldn't even keep up with it. My consistency is bad with vlogging too. So that's pretty much me. But yeah, that is who I am. 
Nice. Do you prefer like a written medium better than more of a audio or like performative medium? Performative. I, I like to be out there. I want to show it. I want to have something there. And on top of that, I don't script anything either. So everything's freestyle right off the top. In that moment, go for it. That's mm. Whatever happens, happens. That's kind of the way it rolls on that one. That's it's, it's so funny because um, when we had our first our first uh, Zoom call, uh, <laughs> after I got off, my wife basically goes, you know, you sounded a little weird at the end there. What was that like? Yeah, like for real, dog. And like, like, she know, called that, you out. She yeah, called that, you. Was, that was the whole thing, right? <laughs> and I was just like, oh, oh no. Was I being fake? I, was I, you know what I mean? Like I, I was so thrown aback into a space of anxiety. Oh, just like, no, no <laughs> I wasn't. I didn't right. feel like I was being disingenuous. Please, like, <laughs> you were just um, excited. But, like, I can see what she probably meant in the sense that, like. I'm really extroverted and I'm performative. I'm yes, like, you are. Hey, out mm-hmm. here. Um, but not really interacting with a ton of people a lot. Mm. That like extroversion kind of gets like built up. Yeah. Um. And and so like I'll start. You know, the second somebody actually wants to have a conversation, I'm just like, oh my god, oh, yes, man. please let me talk to you. I want to talk to you. <laughs> I have so many things to say. Listen to me. <laughs> Please. Um, uh, And I have to like, you know, to keep normalcy in the Mm -hmm. world, I have to like go, ah, yes, of course, (laughs) certainly. And and I will speak a little bit here and interject a little, but my like inside, say all the things. Right. So you just have it all scripted out. Say them all. (laughs) Why are you not saying them? No, it's just like, I have like... It really is how I express myself, just like yeah. out loud. Um, oh, Joe, I missed you. <laughs> and you've done theater at some point? Uh, yeah. I remember. Oh man. Okay, so I'll tell the story. <laughs> Go for I'll it. I'll tell the story of auditioning for VAA, oh, where I was totally unprepared. Oh. Um, I showed up. Um, it was funny because I originally signed up to go to BAA to be a visual artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say I was not up to snuff. Mm. Okay. All right. Let's say at That's the time fair. I was a bit delusional about my skill uh-huh. as a visual artist. Okay. Um, but I, you know, BAA lets you audition for two majors and I can't, you know, dance. Well, I can dance, but I'm not classically not like trained. Yeah. Um, right? I'm not classically trained. Okay. Um, I can't sing. Not really. So that takes a big part. Um, of and I can't play an instrument. So I had theater left. And I was like, oh, sure. Like, right. let's do it. I'll give it a shot. I'll roll the dice. Mm-hmm. And I showed up. And they were like, so what monologue will you be doing today? And I went... Go. Huh? I was about to say you had nothing in your stash. <laughs> I'm sorry, what now? Um and Mrs. Rodriguez. Hold on. Mrs. Oh. Rodriguez. What did she say? She goes, uh, do you not have a monologue? And I was like, No, I don't I don't. 
<laughs> like I didn't tell her I didn't know what that was. Oh man. Even know what that no, 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 no. I didn't know what it was. So you just okay. faked it till you got there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> but she went, okay, cool, we're gonna do sort of like a role play. Okay. At least you and she a goes, Oh yeah, she gave me a super chance. Alright. There was a time, probably like two years in, where one time she was talking to the class and she goes, Some of you are lucky to be here. And it was like a time we were fucking off or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh shit. You're so sunk. To, was she talking <laughs> to me specifically? Because I'm thinking back to this story of yeah. like, right. you know, her being like, you don't have a monologue? So she goes, okay, you're going to speak to your brother who's on the other, you know, on the other side of the building in the window behind us. Okay. And you're just going to improvise a conversation with him mm-hmm. that, you know, you're, you're trying to have. Right. And I did. Um. I do not remember what the conversation was about, yeah. mm-hmm. but I think it was, I think eventually it devolved into like some kind of argument or whatever. Really? And I'm like, what do you know? You can't do that. Or like, mm-hmm. you know, it just became a whole thing. Yeah. But in that sense, was she replying as your brother or you're just going off thinking of a conversation? No, I think, I don't remember her like adding the second okay. bit of dialogue. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. I I just I, I truly just remember, like me having mm-hmm. like just imagining what the other right. dialogue was and just responding in tow. Um. And she was like, "Okay, cool. You know, thank you. We appreciate Oof. it. You know, we appreciate your time. Like, she spoke to me for a little bit about. I think she spoke to me for a little bit about like what my background is and my history or right. whatever. Um. And I think she asked me, like, oh, like, what were you thinking about when you were doing the whole thing? And, you know, I expressed, like, oh, I talked to my brother sometimes, and he, like, frustrates me, and, like, right. blah, blah, whatever. Um, man, and I just remember getting that letter in the mail. I was, like, I wanted to go to BAA so bad. <laughs> yeah. um, like... If I hadn't gone to BAA, I would have gone to, damn it, what's that school right next to Madison? O'Brien? Yeah, right. the O'Brien the school, school that is the same. of math and science or whatever, because yeah. I took that IC test, but yo, I wanted to go to BAA so bad, um, and I got that letter. I remember getting the letter and just running around my apartment yeah, like I ran around my apartment <laughs> and I was I was legit not like expecting it to be theater and I was just like mm-hmm. I don't I don't care mm-hmm. like I don't care you just want to get in you know what I mean yeah. it doesn't matter and I went in and just started taking theater classes and I just went this is it wow I'm here bro like this is <laughs> like I'm this is it like when I got out of high school, my like specific plan was to be like, I'm going to hit this college, I'm going to be in there for Word. four years, I'm going to get out, and I am going to do this. Like, I was right. just like, mm-hmm. this this whole college thing is really just to like have like the, hey, the education, <laughs> right. you know, everybody always tells you, you got to go to college, you got to get this, right. you got to blah, blah, yeah. Honestly, mm-hmm. not sure how I feel about it. That's mm-hmm. something we can certainly discuss at another I, time. Yep. Yeah. But we all got stories. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. um, we do. <laughs> so I don't know, well, Mac, if you wanna yeah, you know, like no, maybe I, like tell us your story, how you got into art or how you So yeah. no, absolutely. 
So in my pursuit of nothing, I'll definitely say it like that, um, I was told to do a play. So I was in sixth grade going into seventh. My older sister, who was two, three, I think she's about three years older than me. So she gets out of middle school, goes into high school, but she told the music teacher in middle school that I was coming. So the next year I get there and they talk about this play. Mm-hmm. I used to sing in the choir at church. Oh. That doesn't mean I'm a singer. I just okay. said I used to sing in the choir at church. It's okay. definitely a difference. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, he was a singer as some point. You know what I'm saying? But the funny thing is, just because of my voice is the only reason why I stayed in chorus. Like I stayed through chorus from literally middle school all the way to high school, like mm-hmm. all the way through. So anywho, um, yeah, it took a turn for the worse. So in the pursuit of just being in class and just trying to get a good grade, they said, um, hey, Mr. Thompson, um, you know what? I heard that you used to sing in church. So you know what? We're doing a play and it's called Into the Woods and we want you to be in it. And I'm like, cool, let's do it. Like, I've never done this. Yeah, rehearsal or not even rehearsal. It was they just put me in and the expectations of who I was preceded me in a way like uh, it didn't sound too good. So they wanted me to sing before, you know, all right, we're going to give you the lines. You're going to go over the lines and you're just going to sing this song, Uh sung the song terribly. And I was a lead role. I was supposed to. I don't know if you know the story of Into the Woods, but it's like literally all of the fairy tales in one. Yeah, all the fairy tales in one story. So you had like, you had Rapunzel, you had Cinderella, and all that. So further, just to push the story along, didn't get that role. Then they were like, okay, we want you to be Rapunzel's prince. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna be Rapunzel's prince because I'm gonna be singing. Uh-huh. So then after that. They still was like, hey, you know what, David? We want you in this play. We want you in. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to create a person who doesn't exist and make you in a play. I had one line (laughs) the whole play. (laughs) I played Cinderella's father, I think. Okay. Or Cinderella's stepfather. I don't. Yeah, Cinderella's stepfather, something like that. My only line, and I remember it to this day, I come out. I had a Burberry wool suit on, walk out with gray hair, mustache, the carriage is waiting, and walk out. Really? The only line in the whole play. I was like, yo, if y'all didn't create this bootleg person just for me to be in, I felt like I was a token for a while. But I was like, yo, you know what? <laughs> I'll, make the, I'll make the best of it. Then after that, fast forward, you know, I'm still in chorus because then puberty hit and, you know, the voice octave drops and... Mm-hmm. A lot of other things drop. So, getting to oh, this. Lord. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, you my pearls for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, then I get up in chorus, and then I, you know, I went from a tenor to a baritone, and they're like, oh, yeah, you're great. All I did was hold a note. Then, after that, um, I got into rapping. Uh, I was always a rapper, I was always into it, but I guess me rapping kind of took the. The whole story of everything else. It was like, oh, you're a rapper. That means you must be good at acting because you do this, you do that. I didn't think of that at all. I just rap. I just hold the microphone and just say words. I do poetry, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Then my- there's, a, there's, there's a whole lot of like down talking of like beautiful, delicious talent in here. Right? That, like, that's not I feel like that's not I feel like maybe no. we can just take some of those out. You know what I mean? <laughs> we can just say, I rap. Hey. 
I got some songs that I rapped on. Mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. saying I'm GOAT out here, but it's just something that myself <laughs> it's something myself I did not pursue. Mm-hmm. I'll okay. say it that way. Cool. Okay. <laughs> not downplaying anybody else's story. <laughs> that. Um, but then ironically enough, fast forward, my mentor uh, who kind of to- told me to do everything, he put me in a play and I was a lead role and I was scared and nervous as all heck. And it was basically a remix story of Adam and Eve. Okay. Yep, sounds good so far. Uh, it's a remix story of Adam and Eve because instead of it being the apple and whatever, it was more of a story of me being Adam. Mm-hmm. Eve is whoever you want her to be. It could be my sister. It could be my partner. It was so ambiguous okay. because that's not the focus of the point. The whole story was that me and her are a musical talent together and we were supposed to get signed to this label and then the label that we wanted to go to was okay mm-hmm. but then there was another one that all the the stuff and i you know just disclaimer of that play i can't say too many details but wait a minute did the copyright did the record label <laughs> just want to sexualize eve is that yes what? that's oh exactly what it was exactly no. what it was and me being adam i rapped my way through the play mm-hmm. so that's what it was so I, in the pursuit of acting in that case, I didn't look forward to it, but I got put in those roles and it, it came out pretty good. So due to social media and how it is, mm-hmm. Vine was a big thing. So acting on Vine was a very plus. Rest then in Instagram, I know, rest in peace, Vine. Then Instagram came out with it. Then Snapchat came out with the stories. And then here's TikTok. So in all those things, mm-hmm. acting still played a part in there, but mm-hmm. it was all for just to do it, I guess. I never pursued it, but you know, for the people that do, kudos to them because yeah. it's a hard job. It definitely is. Uh, yeah, is. What about you for yourself? Um, so ever since I was a kid, I knew I wanted to be a performer. And I was delusional. I thought I could sing. My sister was like, no, Johnny, you can't. <laughs> you need to stop. Um, and then in middle school, I didn't pass the school exam, so I was assigned to go to Madison, and I was like, yo, I'm not going to survive Madison. Like, I'm too fragile. I'm too... Oh, no. Yo, you know what's crazy is you don't understand how many times I talk to someone like I know, Uh and they're like, oh, I was actually supposed to go to Madison, or like John John O'Brien, and I'm just like, so would we have like still... Still cross paths? Right. Hit each... Like... You know what I mean? Like, there's so many, like, weird directions that you can go. Yeah. But, please. Interesting. Um, so, yeah. So, BAA was still small. And they were doing a tour around different middle schools. And they came to mind. The first um, group to present was theater. And so, they went down the line. It was, like, three kids doing theater. Then, you know, three or four kids doing dance. So, anyways. So, I'm in the auditorium. And I'm, I'm looking at this. And I was like, yo. This is dope. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I want to go there. I know I want to go there. Yeah. And then um, I remember, I, uh, I think it was like either that same day or the next day during lunch, I started to pretend to cry and my friends <laughs> believed me. And I was like, oh my God. Oh, and man. I put my my, oh, my head in my arm and I was like, Jadira, Jadira, are you okay? And I was like, yes, I'm doing this theater thing. <laughs> So I told my family, and my sister's been so supportive since day one. 
she found me a monologue online that was about this rag doll that's so sad that her owner, Sally, or whatever the hell the kid's name was, wasn't playing with her. I barely memorized the monologue. I was so nervous. But when I got there, they were like, all right, improvise. Like, I literally was stuck. And they were like, oh, all right, yeah. start again. And we're going to have you pretend like you're you're trying to avoid mines on the floor. And you have to say the lines and just keep going until you reach us on at, at the wow. table that we're at. So start by the mirror and walk your way over. And I did the monologue and they're like, all right, go ahead, sit down. I was like, I don't know if I did it right. Okay, whatever. I get the letter in the mail and I'm like, then it's kind of been in my life like when I graduated mm. BA I tried to be normal and I tried to fit into this whole like just study something that you know is gonna get you money or you know yeah but I just I couldn't and I started going into like this kind of depression because it was just like oh. I know I need to do art I just don't right. have an avenue anymore because my mentors they were my teachers and they're in high school and now I'm an oh, adult yeah and it wasn't until um, my homegirl, Vero, hit me up about, like, hey, I'm working with this theater um, company, Escena Latina Teatro, and we need somebody to do tech. And I, I remember you used to do tech in school, so do you want to, like, help us out real quick? We're going to be at the RCC Theater. Mm-hmm. And I was like, bet, I'll be there. Oh, and I was there turning on and off the lights, <laughs> doing the, the, the movie cue for mm-hmm. when it's supposed to come out, and I haven't turned back since. Wow, yeah. that's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a I got a credit in Santa Latina, real like they also brought me back, mm-hmm. um, you know, a couple of times. So they they've been a real through line yeah. in my like in my like artist journey, which I really appreciate. It's uh, it's nice it's nice to have like a like a group who thinks of you like that. Literally, um, yeah. But, like, I, I agree with you on, on so many different things where I'm just, like, I, I, I went a more traditional way where I went, you know, I got to get, you know, graduate from college or whatever. And I took a side, you know, education trying to, like, get a trade and be an electrician and whatever. Yeah. Um, but at some point, I, I, was just, I was just burnt out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I just, I mm-hmm. couldn't, I couldn't deal with it anymore. You know what I mean? Right. It was just, like what am I even doing this for? It mm-hmm. felt like every day, what am I even doing this for? Yeah. yeah. That's and, that was, and that was awful. That's a tough place. And, and, and really the times that like, I get back to my creativity, to like interacting with folks who are also creative like me, mm-hmm. um, those are always the best, I don't know, sort of like the best times. It's not mm-hmm. even like, mm-hmm. you know, it, I gotta be honest, I always am attracted to artists just because they feel a lot more open and right. a lot of people generally are not and that makes me feel very unheard. It makes me feel very unseen. I was gonna say under I was gonna say underappreciated because then you're along with a community of people that know the work that you're doing yeah. that wanna take part in it and both of you all either are not getting attention elsewhere and y'all are giving each other that attention, yeah. which makes that bond between other artists even better. So that's yeah. definitely understandable. Like, I mean, when, when you said I just couldn't be normal. Yeah. Mm. I, like, I, I have, I, 
I'm so unable to be normal. <laughs> All the time. Jeez. It's 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 so it's so exhausting. I Sometimes. know. Because like, it's like you feel like you have to be restricted. It's just like, okay, everybody's sitting up straight, I gotta sit up straight. Everybody's speaking this way, I gotta speak this way. And if you uh, like the the for me I became a medical assistant because I needed a trade. I right. needed to learn something. I needed to make money in college. Obviously, I like dropped out. So being in that culture of mm-hmm. healthcare, it was intriguing to me because it was just like, yes, I get to learn all these new things, right. um, and a lot that has helped me throughout my life thus far. But it's so academic and so logical mm-hmm. and so restrictive and so like it has to be a certain way yeah. that whenever I would speak to the other medical assistants like yo I'm doing a play like you know if you mm-hmm. want to come through it's free it's free right. you right. can come see it and it's nobody cool. would show up it'd be like damn but yeah. you say you're my homegirl right. but I'm telling you about this thing and you're not coming to it and yeah. at work mm-hmm. I'm like sh- like straight like trying to Restrict any bit of joy yeah. or extra, extrovert. No, I'm not yeah. but you like, know what I'm saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, and it's, it's the realm of the people that you have met that see you in one light. Like mm-hmm. you know, shout out to Kanye because you know you said you're a college dropout. Shout out to Kanye. But besides <laughs> that, people wanted him to just rap or just make beats. Mm-hmm. Then he was like, "Yo, I can rap too." Nobody mm-hmm. respected him. Yeah. Then he started rapping. Then now, look where he's at now. Obviously, that, that's a long path. However, people are questioning and actually arguably debating the fact that he could be a genius. Mm. So it's like, in that same manner, it's the realm of the people that you're around that mm. kind of made you feel like that. And I think I can completely understand that, too. Because mm. if you see people at work, you expect them to do work stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so doing something outside of work, like, hey, this is kind of who I am. Yeah. But I see you do this at work. That's the only thing I look at. So that yeah. opportunity kind of, I, I hate when that happens. I invited somebody to my play too and they just didn't show up. I, I know that's it's, it's a bummer, right? <laughs> it, it is. It yeah. definitely is. But I mean, yeah. to reach out and verify that advice, mm-hmm. uh, shout out to my therapist, Unicorn. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> word, word. Uh, I'm obviously not going to say his name on him, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but that's his nickname. And shout uh, out to you, but, Unicorn. So he, I mean, he's basically telling me the same thing. You know what I mean? He's basically like, you know, there are certain people that are around you that people tell you a lot more about them than they're necessarily telling them about you. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because they always tell you like, oh, you know, you're being like this or you're, you know what I mean? Like you're treating me unfairly. A lot of the times they're telling you like maybe I don't necessarily feel like I'm treating you fairly I see so now I'm you know what I mean of course if I'm not treating you fairly you must not be treating me fairly yeah. you know what I mean you get so caught up yeah you get so caught up in that idea mm-hmm. that it becomes the way that you see the world and like you said you project it out into it alright when I was in high school like I think one of the biggest pictures that made me realize that is because I was in so many circles that it was blurry after a while because me as one person so in high school ninth grade i was put into rotc 
due to middle school troubles or whatever, I moved on. They were like, you need to go to RC, um, you need to go to high school, and when you go, you're gonna go into the JROTC. So I went to that program, then I enjoyed it. So now I'm around other people that enjoy military, you know, that structure. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I'm a big hip hop head on top of that. So I'm with the rappers, beatboxers, B boys. Like I'm with them. Then I said I was in chorus. So I'm in chorus with all the theater, uh, theater people. I was in there with some real big actors and singers. I'm involved with so many people. So when it's like, hey, I have our JROTC, JROTC tournament, I'm in the drill team, they're not showing up to that. But if I was like, hey, I'm going to Cabaret, they're going to be there. Yeah. If I'm, oh, I'm rap, I'm doing an open mic night and I'm doing poetry, other people aren't going to be there. So I already formatted a, a way that if you're not in that realm, you're not going to be there. That makes sense. Yeah. But it got, it's deeper than that because it goes into family and like I'm a middle child. Yeah. <laughs> so the attention is everywhere else but on me. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, I'm only going to grab the attention of the people that want to be there. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to look for it. And that's the way I kind of perceived it. Yeah. So as I grew up, that's kind of what made me become introverted in a way. Because it's like, you're not here already. I'm not going to include you. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I feel bad because it backfires. Because now people are like, we want to see what you do. We want to come out. Mm-hmm. But I won't tell nobody. I won't tell my family when I'm rapping. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to play basketball and not telling certain people that I think would want to be there. Because I've been, I mentally put myself in that box that you're not going to be there. So I'm not going to put myself in a place to get hurt. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, that definitely hit. That's definitely... Yeah. I, I definitely feel I mean, I've been working on, like, uh, let's say reaching out without expectation. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's something that's I've, I've really been working on. But I'll ask you guys this. Work. Um, do you guys... I related to when you were, like, saying, like, oh, I jumped around a lot of groups and everything like mm-hmm. that. And, like, I feel like I've done that. And it weirdly made me feel like without knowing it was training me for this path of theater so that became like my primary path because i used to do that a lot and like you know in elementary school i'd be like i was always the observer where i was like oh like why are people like in groups and why are they Uh liking people and like what are they you know what i mean it it first became like oh all the boys are with the boys and Mm -hmm. they do boy stuff Mm -hmm. and i didn't know enough about the boy stuff okay to like be convincing Mm-hmm. Right, so I had to like step back and just kind of be like, "Oh, they like talking about the cars and this and the the sports is the big thing." Mm-hmm. Right, and I would just I would just start mimicking, mm-hmm. and I would like bounce from like group to group to group to group. Yeah, and it gave me that that real experience of like I don't I'm not entirely sure <laughs> mm-hmm. which group I entirely belong to, but. I started to just compress them all into like my own personal identity. Yeah. yeah. So like, I feel like that's how I've been able to sort of com- compartmentalize it. Yeah. But I feel like, and I know a lot of people use this word, but I feel genuinely like an artist. I know theater is my like primary or. Uh, more well-crafted craft than any of my other ones right. but like if I could make music I, mm-hmm. you know what I mean like I would make music if I had enough time to like learn how to beat build I would probably do right. that mm-hmm. you know I've done editing before I have I did a bunch of like filming and like editing for um in high school me and my friends would just run around I would run around with a fucking camcorder 
Those and days. it was crazy, like it was one of like the little ones or whatever. And it had an actual tape. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yep, I had one of those. And I just like I just ran around just like videotaping all of our interactions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and like at the end of it, I like even went in and you know reformatted everything and made like a sort of like timeline and different sections and all this kind of other stuff, mm-hmm. just because I love doing that. Um, You're an early vlogger, sir. Yeah. So like in the. <laughs> You know, in the sense of just, like, getting out and creating something. Like, even if somebody, if another artist is just like, hey, I like, kind of want to collab on this and blah, 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 blah. As long as I can, like, you know, I don't have, like, a ton of time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm out here, family man, got a daughter to raise and all that, trying to make some money, make sure yep. she's, you know, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, like, those little bits of time... Like, I know you're like, oh, I don't invite people to this stuff or whatever. I would be one of the people in the room that was like, oh, shit, you're doing that. And, like, if you mm-hmm. like if you were just like, no, yeah, I like it because of this and this and that. And, right. like, I could just see the passion in it. I was like, man. Like, if I, I won't tell you I'll necessarily go if I can't go. Because mm-hmm. I hate when people do that. That happens so many times. So. I hate when people do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's fine. You can just be like, listen... I would love to, but like my daughter, yeah, I gotta take care of my daughter. Oof. I gotta pick up my, you know, my my mom from the grocery store every Friday or whatever it is. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you can usually tell when somebody's just bullshitting you. Yeah. yeah. That's one of the things I've never been able to get rid of is my bullshit meter. I, I immediately <laughs> just like, I hate this. I don't want to do this anymore. Okay, oh. go. Oh man. Go. <laughs> Shoot. Nah. nah. Mm, I deflect and immediately talk to somebody who I know would actually try to be there or like I would deflect that whole conversation like okay you're not going the BS meter is way too high I'm chilling that's how you feel alright see you later have a good one call the one person and be like yo yeah you wanna know what just happened and then <laughs> let them know what happened and then you know I feel better on top of that like yeah. Yeah. even if they don't go but it, you have to you have to pour that crap out <laughs> just get that joint out of there Mm-hmm. I, I can't stand that. I've had so many shows. And the thing is, to say, to, to backfire, even my own statement, I actually have a couple of friends who do show up to everything. They came to my basketball games, mm-hmm. went to my plays, and it was like, oh, I appreciate it. And I feel great that they came. But the, the real same, ones, you know Right. The real ones, yeah. And, and they recently had a, a birthday party, and I was like, yeah, you know what? I wasn't going to go. Like, I had my own personal stuff I was dealing with, mm-hmm. but... In the moment I was like, now nah, I'm not gonna go, I realized all the things that they came through. I'm like, you know what, forget all that. I'm I'm going. When is it? What's the date? I'll be there. Yeah. Man. So I gotta give you a quick Oh, I appreciate it. Because what? Uh, you know, the this the, the self awareness of like Right. Um, you know, thinking of your friends being like, Oh, they're they're gonna have a birthday party and you know what, they they showed up for me a yeah. lot. You know what I mean? I might not wanna go, but like I I'll show up. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, I don't think a lot of people do that no. very often. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, that's you know, kudos. I appreciate it. Because that's, that's really not something people do uh, a lot of the time. And I, I try and do that too. Like, I try and have that, you know, when a friend of mine is like, oh, I want you to, you know, come over for this or help me move. Just oh, even. That's different. Or, or <laughs> all right. <laughs> but I'm just saying, depending on levels. Yes, you know, absolutely. I, mean, I absolutely. would never. Come on, Mac. I absolutely. would never call you to help me. I understand. You <laughs> haven't ascended to said 
moving assistance. You know yep. what I mean? I haven't, yep. I haven't buttered your bread enough <laughs> Texas to Roadhouse? get you there. Texas Roadhouse or Red Lobster? No, 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 no. Oh. Texas Toast. Texas Oh, Toast. Texas Toast. You know okay. I mean? Make like, sure. Make sure. All right. You know what I mean? I have never. Garlic butter. Garlic butter. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Garlic salt, too. Ooh. Wow. But yeah, you know, it's different. No, you just said you haven't buttered bread in order for me to get to that level. So oh, when yes, you said yes, buttered yes. bread, I was like, yeah. Um, but I mean, like, if I've known somebody for years, right? And let's say, for example, they call me and they're like, hey, I need to go to the, you know, to the airport or something. Can you drive me to the airport? And I've driven them to the airport a couple times. No big deal. Like, I yeah. didn't do it in the sense of thinking, like, oh, one day you're going to drive me to the airport. Like, that's not what I was thinking when I did it. Mm-hmm. But I do feel some kind of way mm-hmm. when I call you and I'm like, yo, can you drive me to the airport? Not. And all I ever hear is, well, I mean, like, the thing is, and, uh, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it yeah. shouldn't be a question. That's like, mm-hmm. okay. I mean, I, I, I get it. Yeah. You know, whatever. Like, it, it really starts to disconnect me mm-hmm. from that person. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, that for me is really hard, like, as an extrovert. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've had, I've struggled with this balance of, like, because I know, I don't know if you guys, like, have studied, like, negotiation and, you I know, not. making <laughs> friends and influencing people and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. it's just these, like, psychological tricks to essentially manipulate someone into feeling how you want them to feel. Okay. And then you can use that to sort of guide them in a more particular way that you may want them to behave. Yes. Right? You, you, put, that that very, means, you put that in a very uh, uh, educated form, but I completely understand it. Yeah. Oh, my God. You that was really good. Oh. Get it, Joe. <laughs> oh, man. I feel smart. Yeah. <laughs> um, what? But uh-huh. so I, I always feel very unethical in that sense. Mm. It, you know, and this is not, you know, this is not to say that salespeople are, you know, bad people. But I've just, I've, I've never felt super great about how sales pitches kind of come off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They've always made me recoil. Um, so when I'm interacting with someone and I'm going, hey, I'm going to project this idea of what I think you are that then is mm-hmm. going to psychologically corner you to try and represent that example. I don't I don't feel good about the connection I'm making with you right now. Yeah. Right. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And that... I hate that. Like, the, <laughs> the, the times I feel best mm-hmm. are the times that I pull my mom aside and I'm like, here's the thing, mom. Mm-hmm. I smoke. We're just going to have to deal with it. Okay? <laughs> I'm not going to pretend like it's not happening. I'm not going to come in the house and be like, I don't mm-hmm. smell like pot, <laughs> but I do. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. it, just, it just feels so freeing. Mm-hmm. That like I can't. That's how I can't not be normal. Normal people don't do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like normal people are just like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Repress, repress, repress. We're all good. And then they're like, 
go about their business. I can't do it. <laughs> I literally am just like, guys, real quick. I know everybody's super happy and everything, but just real quick, the house is on fire. Oh, <laughs> Can man. we get an extinguisher? I understand that I'm the only one that gives a shit about this right now, but like, right. I feel like I shouldn't be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, uh, I can't, I can't get past that. That sort that, of thing. I can say that's yeah. tough for me. I, I, I do have the too cool personality though. Like, I don't. I think I learned from my father to never let people see you sweat. And mm. I have that mentality, and I compartmentalize a lot of stuff. Even if it is a big thing, I'm like, I'm gonna just handle it on my own. I don't need yet again. I'm cutting you off. Like you weren't here during the process, so you know you have nothing to do with me on the inside. So in certain moments that is like blowing up, nah, it's cool, man. Everything's good. You know the house is on fire. Somebody can get a fire extinguisher. So the same person that'd be like, can we get one? I'm the other side. Somebody can get the fire extinguisher. That's that's something else. But on the inside, I'm freaking out just as much as you are. But the way I put it off is not right now. Like mm. it's not. It's it's on the top floor. It's gonna take a while before it gets to yeah. us, you know. But yeah, I, I know that. Uh, I, I feel like I'm a, almost a combination of the <laughs> two of you in okay. the sense of like I'm the type of person that I'll say something and I'll be like, hey. Something's mm-hmm. going on here, but like I don't know. You tell me. Like this is <laughs> what? what I'm seeing. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the only one seeing this? Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, right? that's a good one. Oh, uh, but at the same time, if some shit's going down for me personally, I'm so used to doing things on my own that I'm not gonna ask you for help, and I'm not gonna let you see. <laughs> That I'm fucking struggling. Mm-hmm. How you doing, Jelly? I'm good. How yep. you doing? Yeah. God bless. God got me. Right. I'm good. Um, <laughs> and I think yeah. that's what kind of, um, to the point that you were making of like how you connect with people, I feel like that's what um, kind of strengthens my introvertedness because it's like that that's what keeps me from fucking with a lot of people. Sorry if uh, you want to cut No, that I don't. It's fine. We um, could, you know. I mean, I feel like you, being a God-loving man, you might want to, you know, have your take on this. But me personally, I don't give a fuck. Hey, to each their own. As long as you're not swearing at me. I like this guy. Mac is, Mac is. As long as you're not swearing around me, then I guess, you know, uh, swearing at me, I guess we cool. And it's a a form of expression, so it's not like you're calling somebody out. So, we're good. Continue on. Okay. Um, Yeah, that's why I don't mess with a lot of people, because it's one of those, like, I'm the type of person that if I call you my friend, be my friend. Right. Like, I don't. I don't do that. Like, if, if I say that I'm cool with you, that's what I mean. If I say I love you, that's what I mean. I'm not mm. fake about it. No. Like, Question. Yeah. Where did that resonate? Where it stuck the stuck the most? Like, where did it start from? Ooh, where did it start from? Because it had to be an early friendship that effed up. Yeah, it must mm-hmm. have been, right? Um, I feel like it was a combination of... I would, I would move around... Um, a lot when I was a kid so uh, I, I jumped okay. around different elementary schools and it was kind of like no friendships really stuck through it was just like I'm here I'm gone the interaction is done moving on to the next yo and then Jody, got- why are your what? childhood and my childhood <laughs> the same childhood wow like I don't know I, I don't think I spent more than a year at any given elementary school. Yeah. Worse. So, 
that's very much my experience. Mm. Yeah, it's just like it's I'm here, we're good, I move on, we're done. And it's but it wasn't in a malicious way. It wasn't like I don't want to be. It's just that's how it worked out. And then I feel like um, around when I was like 18, 19, I was part of a clique, and somehow <laughs> I got out of the clique. Somehow mm. shit went down. And after that, it was just like no. Like, if I say I'm cool with you, that's what I expect in return. And so, like, when you were saying the whole moving thing, like, I remember one of my girls, she moved last year. And all I wanted to do was just show up and be like, hey, I just got out of work. You're moving today. You're leaving the state. I just wanted to say bye because I I care about you that much. And I saw that it was just her and her mom, like, struggling to. Mm. So I stayed. I was like, fuck it. Yeah. That's how much I. This yeah. is how much I care about you. I'll not yeah. only show up, but I'll stay to help. Yeah. So that's the kind of interaction. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean like I remember we used to go out with friends or whatever. Like let's say we go to like a liquor store or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know maybe our maybe our buddies didn't have cash that week or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I you know what I mean. My whole thing was never hey get me back next time or anything like that. I literally would just walk in and we're like, oh, we said we're going to get a bottle. Right. Like, if I'm hanging out with you guys and I'm like, yo, y'all want to get a bottle? Right. Uh-huh. I'm in no way, shape, or form expecting either one of you guys to be like, oh, yeah, I got the 20 for the bottle or whatever. Like, if I made that oh, suggestion, I'm going okay. to the store to get us a bottle. Mm. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, when my friend would show up with me and just be like, oh, you know, like, I don't really got enough or whatever. It's like, Right, like it's cool. Mm -hmm. I'm getting this bottle because we gonna drink, we gonna relax, we gonna talk about some shit. You know what I mean? We gonna make some memories. Mm -hmm. Right. I gotta pay twenty, forty dollars to make some memories with my dudes. You know what I mean? Like worth it. Absolutely worth it. Now, that does not mean that you know on a given night, if we, you know, if my man's is like, hey, you wanna go get a bottle, and I'm like, Mm -hmm. ugh, you know, I don't really got it tonight. And he's like, I never, I got you. Like, that resonates so hard for me Mm -hmm. that it's like when I see that not happen, I go like, oh, okay. And for a long time, like, part of me going through this, like, drudgery of, like, depression and anxiety and everything, especially in my 20s, it was, it was like I was seeing a lot of relationships in my life change and shift and like close off in very different ways Mm -hmm. and i tried to combat that i tried Mm -hmm. to fight it i tried to be like guys like you guys seem to be closing off why are we closing off let's not close off let's open up more let's hold on Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean but i just like i couldn't i couldn't do it i couldn't keep everyone from you know doing whatever they were doing yeah yeah and then it eventually became this thing where essentially the first time I felt like I had a community in my life, mm-hmm. the first time that I felt like these these are the group of people that when I'm when I'm too weak to hold myself up, which I'm I'm super independent, like I'm yeah. not out here being like, oh, you know, I need help in this, right. this and that. But like there is something so valuable to me about a friend just being like hey, man, what, what are you moving? Mm-hmm. And and he's asking me, when are you moving? Because he wants to know so that he's 
there. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because that's who I am. Right. If you told me you're moving and you haven't called me and been like, hey, mm-hmm. you, I'm going to call you and be like, hey, yo, bro, yeah. I know you're moving in like a week. You need help? Right. I'm off that day. Or you know what? I may, I may not be able to come in the morning, but I'll come at night, maybe help you unpack, right. whatever, whatever it is. At the mm-hmm. same time, I'm spending time chilling, I'm chilling with you. shit with my homie. And yet again, still making memories. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I don't, I don't ever really look at that as like, but I, I've found, mm-hmm. and you can tell me if this is different for you, because mm-hmm. you're self-proclaimed extrovert, Mac. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we got the introvert in the house, <laughs> Jody. Hey, representation out here. All right. Um, what, what? So. Like, I've always, as an extrovert, for some reason, have attracted a lot of introverts. Hmm. And here's my theory on it. Okay. Here's my theory on it. And you can totally tell me if this is not mm-hmm. in alignment with how you feel. Okay. But I think an introvert is sometimes attracted to an extrovert just because an extrovert has the tendency to attract the light. Do you know what I mean? Okay. So, like, if you're sitting, like, beside the spotlight, mm-hmm. you're not visible. Mm-hmm. Right? You have this mm-hmm. bright, bright light, just attention, attention, attention. Like, I'm a... Sometimes when I, like, get all that energy in me, I'm like a siren. And, like, mm-hmm. my introverted friends are just like, oh, my God, I can't talk into, I can't take you anywhere. <laughs> like, this is... Oh, my God. Like, it just... It spikes their anxiety so crazy. And like, I didn't, all of these terms, Mm -hmm. relatively new terms. Like in like the last (laughs) decade maybe, which I feel like shouldn't be the case. Cause I look back on things that I used to watch as a kid, like Doug. Oh man, of course. Doug's classic. I, have you ever gone back and watched Doug? He's such an mm-hmm. anxious kid. What was it? Yeah, it's nothing, it's nothing but like an anxious kid thinking of the worst case scenario. Yes. And I went, oh, I know why I like Doug now. I relate. I was Doug. Yeah, and who was his hero? Quail Man. Yeah. And Quail Man was his inner confidence. Thank you for listening. That was the first episode of Culture Nerds. Conversation continues next week. Hope you enjoyed. See you then.